The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by a mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime, where sexual assault's so common you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, bulimia, alcoholism, obesity, hallucinations, loss of integrity, complete loss of moral compass, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, as well as excessive chapping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have these or any other side effects or begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. G'day guys, welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the fuzziest of fuzzy bears, Bear Fjorda, and our very, very, very special guest. I am going to totally butcher this. He has told me like a dozen times how to say this. George Bastramajan? Yeah, I okay, that's pretty close. I'm I'm not good at this. G'day, George, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Hello. Welcome to the hey. show. Good, good. How are you guys? Thank you for having me, guys. Oh, thank Excellent. you very, very much for coming on. Now, for everyone out there, for anyone that doesn't know, he has a really, really interesting gig. He just put on a big-ass fight. Absolutely fantastic, by the way. Went and watched. Um, yeah, had some amazing fighters. There's some amazing people there. How did you get into doing this? I actually um, started off by you know, I was in martial arts uh, since I was a little kid, kind of dropped off, you know, went through the whole, you know, teenage stages, then got back into mixed, uh, into martial arts, started training in Muay Thai, you know, fought a little bit, traveled to Thailand, you know, trained over there, came back here, had a couple of more fights. I finished, I think, my career with like 15 or 16 fights, then just it started to get too painful. So I'm like, uh, let me try to see if I can make some money doing, you know, seeing other people fight instead of me breaking my bones. So uh, pretty much uh, I thought about it, looked around, you know, just did my homework. And then it was 2006, uh, we put together an event called Extreme Muay Thai Challenge at the Hollywood Park Casino and just, you know, started from there on. That's amazing. I, th I think that's probably a very good life choice. I've just got to say from a personal experience, uh, if my job was yeah. getting kicked in the face, I'd probably want to do anything else. So I think to choose that job, you really have to love it. Um, yeah. What's it like transitioning from being in the ring to outside of the ring? It's honestly, it's uh, if anybody knows the, you know, the, the life of a mixed martial arts promoter, manager, majority of us do this as a labor of love. It's not our, uh, it's not our, you know, pretty much it's not our careers. We do it because we love it. And, you know, we make, we make our money other ways. Uh, but it basically just, uh, transforming into it. I just, uh, you know, fighting, seeing, you know, guys making, you know, three to $400 per fight, you know, putting their bodies and minds through all of that, you know, everything in training camp. I'm pretty sure Jared could attest to this as well, but it, it's hard. You know, when I see these guys training their, their butts off and at the end of the day collecting a two, $300 check, I'm like, man, like, is there something I could do to make this a little better? You know, give them a little more fame, you know, give them a little more money, you know, just give them some notoriety, you know, do a, you know, bring, bring them up a little better. I don't, you know, just, I was thinking of ways how to make it a little better for them. And, uh, I think, you know, since 2006, you know, we've pretty much, you know, uh, we pretty much have been able to, you know, give a lot of guys a platform to perform, uh, to perform on our stage and, you know, to make a career for, for themselves out of this. Well, you know, I got to tell you, having been a part of the show now, it was hands down the best ranch show I've been a part of 
from showing up to checking in to rules being gone over, getting in the cage. It was super, super smooth. Um, the audience was That's great. That's because you spend most of your time fighting underground. <laughs> I, I listen comparatively. I get it. I yeah, just, no, his his was fantastic. I will say that for prop, sure. Where props are deserved, props are given. That's all I'm saying. It was a great, great show. Now, obviously, that didn't. I'm going to assume at least that that didn't happen the very first time. So, what was your experience like running your very first uh, fight? Oh man, I I can't even tell you uh, all the loops and hoops that we had to jump through and all the mistakes that we had to learn from all. And this is not even talking about all the monetary losses that we've suffered just because of just you know, not knowing what we were doing. It was just, all right, let's, let's put on a promotion. It looks easy when somebody else is doing it. Then you get into it. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. We screwed up here. You know, like less security, more security, you know, uh, you know more staff. Ticketing is incorrect. You know, just... It was, you know, like every single time it came to fight time, I would, I would literally, I would stress myself out so hard that I would get sick in front of, like, the day of the event, I was sick as a dog. I was so stressed out. But, you know, the, you, you live and learn, and, you know, it's you know, trials and tribulations. You, you know, you, okay, I, I'll, you know, I won't make this mistake anymore. I'll do this the correct way. I'll hire more staff. You know, you, in the beginning, you think you could do everything. You know, I'm like, oh man, shit, oh fuck, the fights are going to start in like 20 minutes, oh, I, I forgot this, oh, we forgot to get ice, oh, we forgot the gloves, oh, we forgot this, so I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to pay everybody to do their own jobs, now, pretty much, it's a well-run, you know, well-run uh, machine, everybody knows what they're doing, from, you know, from people setting up the cage, to the lights, to our staff that are, you know, labeling the chairs, to the ticket box office, so pretty much, you know, when we find out we have a show, Boom, we, we submit our date to the commission and everything just kind of you know falls into part. That makes sense. What now when you look at fighters, can you tell like mm-hmm. who's gonna be your rising stars, who's who's kind of coming there um and gonna step forward in the sport, or does everyone when they're kind of you know, starting before they're with the UFC, uh blend together? Uh, well, I mean, you know, if uh, yeah, like I, I have an eye because I've fought myself and I've coached you know, many of fighters. I've probably cornered over two to three hundred fights in my life. I've, you know, I've cornered at the Madison Square Garden. I've been at the Staples Center. I've been a part of world title fights in boxing and MMA, and you know, I've cornered in the UFC. So I, I've seen it all. You know, so but when you look at it, it's like every single fighter that comes on the scene to them, to their managers, or to their fans, they're the next big thing, you know. And then they get into the cage, they're like, holy shit, I really don't want to do this. So, <laughs> you know, like, you know, you have, you have, you know, you, you kind of, uh, you kind of start to, you know, understand and get the feel of all the guys that are going into that cage, you know, like, Everybody's like, you know, I get hit up on Instagram or Facebook. Oh man, you know, I'm this, I'm that. You know, I'm, I'm your new, I'm, I'm your next champion. If you do this, I'm gonna, you know, I'll blow it up. You, I'll sell all these tickets. You know, I've trained with the Gracies. I trained with Shamrock. I, you know, I'm, I'm a legend. You should ask people about me. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you, know, you have a fight. You come, you fight, and I'll see what you got, and then we'll figure it out from there. For now, you're just a guy that has zero fights. Shut your mouth. Get in there. And we'll see what you're going to do. I can see that. Yeah, that makes sense to me. What advice would you have for people going into that cage for the first time? Uh, just be safe. You know, if you're not ready. I, I mean, I have a lot of people that just, you know, especially, you know, fighters that fight in camo. You know, like they're, I could, I read their profiles. Like, what gym are you from? Uh, you know, I train in my garage. Well, you should not be fighting. You know, you find yourself, you know, you find the gym, you find professional trainers, then maybe you could fight on my show. You can train in your garage and, you know, fight in my, fight in my cage. You know, we have a, we have a very good reputation for putting out great fights. We have a great production. We always, we always deliver on amazing fights. And, you know, you got, you got guys that are like, oh man, put me in there. I'm the next big thing. I'm like, you are not the next big thing. Tell me who you're training with. I do, you know, I do my research i find out where they're training i find out you know i call the coaches you know i i pretty much know everybody in the game I, you know there's you know it's, it's a small community we all know each other so if somebody's trying to bullshit me i'm going to catch you by your bullshit 
you know, but, you know, my biggest, uh, my, my, my main, main, you know, advice to any fighter that goes in there, make sure you're ready, make sure you, you're protected, make sure you are ready to step in that cage. Because to me, the number one thing is not how a fighter fights. It's the number one thing is for them to be safe. I want them to get into that cage, you know, and get out of that cage without an injury. You know, obviously small, you know, small injuries happen, but, you know, I, I just, you know, every single time there's an event, you know, I, I pray to God that every single fighter walks out of there in one piece. I like that. That's, that's a really good, a really good viewpoint. Um, when is your next fight? I know we just had one, uh, like a week and a few days ago where Jared lost. I'm just saying, um, where, where, when Jared is your next fun. fight? <laughs> uh, the comments came in like you wouldn't believe. Uh, to be honest, uh, I, 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 Jared, that was that was just you know that was a joke. I'm pretty sure you know that, but uh, I honestly, oh, yeah. the, I actually start, I personally start start watching the fights maybe starting the sixth or seventh fight because. As you could see, me, I'm like a chicken with his head cut off. I'm running there, running there, running here. You know, just I, I got so much going on at that point where I finally start to settle down when the event is like a little more than halfway in. Into, That's when I'm like, I actually sit down next to the commission and I watch my first fight. So <laughs> I didn't even see Jared's fight. I'm sorry, Jared, but just you know, no offense, but you know, like I did not see your fight. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be sitting down doing the edit session uh, today with the with the with the production crew and I'll finally get to, you know. Get he he see, lost. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't think he, I don't think he wants you to see it. He lost. Hey, what is it? I, I look forward to putting on better performances for you and your organization in the company. <laughs> we, we appreciate much, that. Much but better. hey, you know, on the bright side, Jared, you're one of the only fighters that did not get knocked out or uh, or you know, or or submitted. In the in the event, because I think every single fight was in, ended before the decision. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was his one to decision. It was a real bang. He lost by one thing. point, like one takedown. Then <laughs> one more hit. Oh. I'm just saying. Um, so, okay. when is your next event? Uh, we we plan on doing events. Uh, our next one is uh, more than likely going to be this uh, January 29th. Then we're just going to you know lock down. We we our our goal is to do a, a show a month. So you know. After January, there's going to be February, March, April, June, July. We're just, you know, we're just going to go, you know, keep rolling. Well, that is fantastic. Uh, when you have your next show, I'd love to bring you on and talk about it and get everyone out to your show. We've got a whole lot of listeners, oh, so let's make them go. You got it. I would, I would appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. Uh, do you have any social media for me to get out there to everyone to follow you? Yeah. Yeah, my personal uh, social media. I'm usually on either Instagram or Facebook. I'm not a big Twitter guy. Or you know, people, you know, my two partners, are like, man, Twitter's the Twitter's the shit. You should get on Twitter. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like old school. But you know, I'm always on Instagram. My personal Instagram is Mr. Lights Out 21, and uh, my uh, I'm on Facebook at George Bostromadian. So you know, anybody wants to hit me up, you know, about fights or anything, talk about anything, it's very easy to reach me on our uh, our company uh, social media. We're at Lights Out XF on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Okay, Lights Out is the coolest name. I work in marketing. That was just spot on branding. I'm just saying. Yeah, thank um, you. Thank you very, very much for joining us. I'd love to have you on again. We'll get together before your next fight. We're going to get you on here and make sure everyone comes out to see you, your fights. Great. Appreciate that, guys. Thanks very, very much for being on today. Uh, guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be on with Ellie Ringo. Ellie knows rocks from Frozen Gold. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, the fuzziest bear in the cage, Bear Fiora, and we'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. 
Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, the fuzzy... I'm going back with the hairiest bear in the cage. Yeah. Yeah. And our very, very special guest, uh, a woman that I greatly admire, an incredibly, incredibly talented scientist, an incredibly talented actress, and one of my favorite people, Ellie Ringo from Ellie Knows Rockstar Frozen Gold. Ellie, welcome to the show. Thank you. That That's a... Uh, quite the the intro. I feel intimidated all of a sudden. There's <laughs> a lot of pressure on you, Ellie. Yeah. You got to figure it out now. Yeah. Now, now you got to turn around and be like, I am just as fabulous as everyone thinks I am. No, I I think we That's need right. it when we say star of the show. Yeah, I know. E- Ellie is incredible. Now they seem to be doing. <laughs> I I got to say, I was I had to stop watching Frozen Gold for a hot minute because I was like, they are making you the bad guy. I know you can't comment on this, and I've asked you and you've absolutely <laughs> refused which is fair, but um, they seem to be shifting. Like, they, they, it seems to be shifting. They seem to be moving away from, from making you the villain to, to letting people see you a bit more and see who you really are a little bit more. Yes, so, this is exciting. I'm, uh, I got to watch well, – this was t- slightly surreal. Um, I caught up on the last three episodes because I also stopped watching um, after two. I was a little bit flustered, but, you know, things go as they are, and, yeah, you can't say too much. However, I sat in bed with my mom with a hot, like, a heating blanket. We were eating popcorn, and we were watching me on TV. And it it was, like, the most surreal moment ever. I was like, Mom, that's me. And she's all, sweetheart, I'm aware. And my dad (laughs) pats me on the back. He's all, we're so proud of you. (laughs) And, uh, And so we caught up, and... And my mom's like, wow, they're really changing things. And, and they're, mm-hmm. it sounds like they're trying to listen to you. And I'm sitting there shaking my head going, yes, I can't wait to see, like, episode six because they're actually starting to take my advice. And it's so it, – it's encouraging and it's cool and, you know, all of the above. <laughs> Hang on. They brought a scientist on the show to tell people where to dig and what to do and people didn't want to listen to you. Exactly. That's a waste of a scientist. Like, what's the point? Like, I could go tell them what to do at that point. I mean, I don't know anything, but sure. Oh, but that would dig be hilarious. Here, the ground is soft. <laughs> dig the ground is soft. The ground is soft. Dig, dig here. here. Yeah, like, uh, okay. So well, I'm glad they're listening to you. It's really nice. So the show provided people with a professional, and it's taken six episodes for anyone to listen? Yeah. Not uh, great judgment. I'm just saying like you – know, I, I want to expand on something you said for a moment, Ellie, where you're looking at it thinking this is surreal. I, I'm, um, These people are taking my advice. You were there. You, like you did the whole not, – not a joking way. You did the whole show all of season one in the time you spent over in Greenland. So you kind of already mm-hmm. know that. No, what, no, no. no. The, the way – so extent. I'm going to say this from a film perspective. Yeah. The way they edit things almost never has anything to do with what was shot. 
So ah. she's watching developments just as much as we are. Okay. Unless they've given her pre-screenings, uh, she'd have no idea because they can take footage from, you know, day one, move it to day 12, like to, to episode 12. They can do all kinds of stuff. She is just as in the dark. Got like it. it. So, so like your last day of filming where they're taking your advice could also be the first episode where they're taking your advice. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yes, exactly. And, and coming from a, a filming background of being an actress, I understand that process. Um, working with people who had no idea, now that was funny. Um, oh, that, wow. Watching That's their, right. their expression of not understanding. <laughs> Have you communicated with any of them? Well, hey, uh, hang on. I, I do want to ask that. But so to be clear, you're the only one with filming experience and you're the only one that that, that is a literal scientist and and mm -hmm. you're the one they don't want to listen to. Like that's bizarre to me. I would be like, "Hey, lady that knows stuff, tell me how to be good on camera, <laughs> or tell me where to find the goals," which is kind of the point of this. Jesus, that's bizarre. Well, the, okay, it was strange for sure. And the one thing that was super encouraging is I worked with some really great crew members. I mean, they were fantastic because they, you know, sometimes they'd pull me aside and they'd say. Thank you for understanding what we're trying to do. This is fantastic. <laughs> you make our job so much easier because they're like, oh, man, some of these people. Whoa. <laughs> yep. Back to one. What? what? Who's one? What yeah, one? What's one? Just, one? I can just imagine them arguing, <laughs> arguing with the uh, film team over the placement of rocks. Like just, just something trivial like that. Yeah. But, um, you have no have... idea how dead on you are, though. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't want to be dead yeah. on Ellie. <laughs> um, hey, have you communicated with anyone who was a part of the show during the season now as they're watching it, presumably? I kind of like the old, old bearded dude. He was kind of cool. Yes. Yeah, so, actually, Ray and I are the only two um, from that uh, – or Ray's the only person that's communicated with me since the show. And there are reasons why for – things that I can't say, but Ray has been wonderful. He actually called me and said, um, hey, I wanted to, to say that I'm concerned about you. And I'm like, oh, gosh, he's all, I had a bad feeling and a dream about you because they're making you the villain of the show, and he's all, and I know better. And he said, I just want to make sure that you're fine and you're okay. I was like, oh, Ray, that's so sweet. And he lives in Alaska, and, you know, so we've chatted a couple times, and I sent him a picture of uh, me finding gold with my dad last weekend, so that was a blast. And, you found you know, gold with so, him. You went so all we the way to Greenland. Hang on. You went all the way to Greenland yeah. to find gold, but you found it with your dad last weekend in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were in oh, Oregon, actually, just... and it had just Oh, in oh, Oregon. Oregon. That is just awesome. I'd like to point out, they don't want to listen to you about where to find the gold, but you just went on a trip with your dad and found gold. Yeah, yeah, we spent about two hours, and, and we found quite a bit. Two hours? <laughs> you found two Jesus. hours? You got to go back to that. You know what? When you find stuff like this, what's yours and what's the landowner's, you know? Oh, well, mostly you're on, uh, like, BLM or state land or, or um, forest service and stuff like that. And I have permits to be out there for, like, prospecting permits or, like, mainly rock hounding permits or just stuff like that. Uh, those places don't care. It's it's an open area where you can pan and and take a sluice. As long as the excuse me, as long as the land is not claimed, then everything is fine. And, but you don't want to go onto somebody's claimed land. The last thing I need is to get shot. So, oh god. Yeah. That that being said, they they don't care until you manage to find a gold nugget worth a million dollars. Then that changes. <laughs> like exactly. then you're sharing with yeah. the government. <laughs> then the yeah. government comes down. <laughs> so what happened? She lost part of it because it was government land and part of it to taxes. How much did Ellie get? 45 cents. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, so in your, so you went, you were, you were prospecting in your own time. Is, is prospecting the right word for that? Yes, exactly. Prospecting is when you're looking for gold. Um, mining is when you're actually in the process, if you know where it's at, you've already prospected to find potential areas and you're actively getting the, the stuff that you prospected, so that's mining. I, I got to say, every conversation I have with Ellie, I feel like I'm an idiot. Like, I, I feel like I'm in fourth grade. Excuse me, miss, what does this mean? Then I stand next to her and I feel short and fat. 
So it's kind of like a no, lose, no, 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 lose no. no matter which one it is. But I love I love talking. I love talking to a smart woman and I love talking to someone uh, in STEM. There are so few women and they're really trying to push women into STEM. What got you? I know we've only got three minutes till break, but I'm going to ask you uh, shorthand. What made you decide to get into the sciences? Um, short answer, I used to look for agates with my dad and go rock hunting with my dad on the beach. And I thought it was absolutely fascinating. I loved it. I didn't really know what rocks and minerals were at the time, but I'm like, this is cool. It took me years later when I was working at a really crappy job at a bank to go look for opals. And then I was like, I'm going to be a geologist. And I went and I did it. That's a hell of a thing. Like that's a, that's a. And that's the shorthand. That's a short version. Well, my question is, who's like, I'm going to go to school um, as, you know, as a scientist, I'm going to become a scientist and um, work with massive amounts of equipment and these massive things. You must've been one of the few women in your classes and the few women in your job. What's it like to be a woman, a woman in geology? Yeah, I was the only woman in uh, my geology class at the time. And it's still, kind of baffling that there are very, very few women in the professional mining industry. And those that are, are kind of looked down to like, oh, you're probably not as good as we are because the men have this like credo, good old boy attitude. And you're like, you know what, I'm going to show you and I'm going to change your mind around. And generally that's what we try to do. But even where I worked, there was one of, two, uh, I was one of two women in a group of 50 men. Amazing. Oh boy. Well, that, that says a lot. Cause I can say in my job, it's the same. I'm, I'm one of the only women in the world that do my job currently. And I am twice as good yep. as the guys. Cause I want to show that, that I can do it. So I can imagine in the sciences, if you're going to hire a scientist, hire a woman, cause they're going to work twice as hard to show you that they're just as good. You know, it's funny. I think per capita, we probably have more women punching the shit out of each other than learning about uh yeah you, you have science. more women in yeah. your career in mma than they do in in geology yeah, that's what it seems like that's it's really horrifying when you think about it guys we are going to go to break when we come back we are going to be on with ellie ringo star of frozen gold check her out at ellie knows rocks and of course my co-host the baddest bear in the cage bear fiora i'm summer helene we'll be back after this Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. 
Okay, g'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fiora, talking about all things Hollywood with our very special guest, Ellie Ringo, star of Frozen Gold. And you can check her out online at Ellie Knows Rocks, because I know you guys were asking last time where to find her. Uh, the biggest thing you were interested in is where can you watch her do rocks? Uh, direct tra- direct quote, by the way, that's not quite it, but I, I get what you mean. Ellie knows rocks. Now, Ellie, speaking <laughs> speaking, speaking of prospecting earlier, I'm going to jump over and say mm-hmm. you have a Western film coming out as well. Yes, you have actually. a film coming out. Um, it's uh, I go to the premiere tomorrow evening. I'm excited about that. It's the third Western that I was in last year um, by Travis Mills. He did 12 Westerns in 12 months. He's been lovely to work with, really awesome guy. Um, the film that came out earlier uh, this summer was The New Frontier, and you can see it on Amazon Prime Video, uh, which is pretty cool. But this one that's coming out tomorrow is called Heart of the Gun, and I get to play, or I played, excuse me, a prostitute. Don't worry, I don't get, like, frisky or anything like that, but I get to wear a really cool corset and this really awesome skirt, and this girl punches me out, and my money goes flying, and and it's all over a poker game, so it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, you know, in about a 15-minute scene, so it's a smaller part for me. But I'm excited about it because I love the director. That sounds fantastic, though. And it's, it's really it's a, a departure. I, I mean, you, you're, you know, you're a scientist in real life and playing a hooker on the big screen. That's a really <laughs> big departure. But it shows you got range. I'm just saying. Um, what yeah, made I you decide a lot of to dynamic. take this role? <laughs> I'm sorry. Say that again. What made you decide to take this role? I really love Western films. I think they're fascinating. Um, and to boot, I mean, to play something that I'm never, I would never be or, or something that I'm not, it draws me in even more. And, uh, you know, being able to portray a character that's from the Old West, that, you know, you just get to go into your own world and pretend for a little bit and all of a sudden that becomes your reality for just a short amount of time so I love stepping into those types of roles that are just completely different from my norm I think it's wonderful to see the world through another person's eyes and acting really gives you a way to do that that's what I always loved about it completely you you get to completely change everything around you and look at it from a different perspective and I can't wait someday when I'm going to be in some awesome fantasy movie or, you know, something that's really suspenseful or, like, witchy or whatever. Someday it's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. I don't know what it will be, but I can't wait to just develop that type of character. <laughs> you, you know, Ellie, everyone in a profession like this, I think some kind of entertainment has, like, a pre uh, – almost like a, a ritual, if you would – what do you do before you step on to act in front of the cameras? Do you have to get yourself into a mindset? Do you have to envision the character you're playing? Is there any, do you do anything at all? Okay, you're going to so laugh at this. So I will sit there and shake every part of my body. Like fingers, arms, just I look like I'm, you know, just got out of the dryer and I'm trying to shake off all the lint off of myself. Um, and, and so I shake every little last part of me and it just kind of gets away any jitters or weirdness and... I feel nice and relaxed and I just go and do my thing. What advice would you give to someone who wants to do this, who wants to get in front of the camera and who is either afraid or doesn't know where to step? Never be afraid to fail or be vulnerable. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, that that people might be scared or uh, have anxiety about putting themselves out there. But if you don't put yourself out there, no one's going to see you. So you have to be okay with being vulnerable. You have to be okay with people making fun of your vulnerability or poking at you because of that. You can't be afraid to fail. If you don't fail, you're never going to succeed. And I've fallen flat on my face so many times, it's not even funny. It takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage to stand up there and, you know, put yourself out there, whether you're doing a cold read or whether you're doing a play or singing or whatever it is. There's always some part of you still to me this day, I'll sit there and shake if I'm doing a cold read and I can't help it, but it's because I want this so badly. I'm willing to put myself out there in any shape or form and handle the consequences, you know, be whatever they may. And so never give up. Always, always strive and just be who you are. And if you live true to that, you're going to succeed. 
Well, I think that brings me to another question. Um, you're talking about, you know, you, you've failed a lot when you've tried this. What makes you get back up? So many people, especially actors, that's one, that's one where you're getting rejected all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you're, you're a scientist. There are plenty of times you don't find what you're looking for. What makes you get back up? I have a lot of courage and tenacity. I sometimes don't have any idea where it comes from, but I am the person that you can smack me down a hundred thousand times and I'll always bounce back up. It's just something within my being. I don't have a a great word for it. I just know that I want it. I know I'm going to succeed. I can see what I want. And I very much believe in self-manifestation. If I think it and yep. believe it enough, it's going to happen. Yep. Yeah, taking, I've, n- I've never seen anyone su- succeed without it, by the we're way. We're embodying the secret here. Yeah, it's it's the law of attraction. <laughs> um, as funny as it sounds, I've never heard, I've heard of plenty of people failing that tried but could not visualize, but I've never heard of a person succeeding that didn't, that didn't see themselves where yeah. they were going. Yep. And, you know, I, I see myself out there. I'm not going to talk about my inner fantasies because that would be weird. But I see myself in these grand places and on these amazing films, and I will be there. And so, you know, just keep an eye on me. People will see it. Are you wanting to become one of those? Uh, Are are you wanting – now, what are you wanting to do? How do you merge your geology and and the acting bug? Because those are two what you would think would be juxtaposed professions. Very much so. I think that – I, all, geology will always be at my core. I will always be a scientist and question things and figure out answers to stuff. And, you know, just having that background is, is a root in me. And I think that someday in some form of a film, it'll come out, which will be awesome. Um, I would love to have my own personal TV show showing people about geology and crystals and great adventures I'm and all these things on that you can I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But but to answer Bear's question, like, I will be an A-list actor. I will be those people, one of those people that people see to go, oh, wow, I wonder how they got there. They must have just gotten lucky. And that's not the truth. Luck has nothing to do with it. I mean, sure, right place, right time is always great. But you need talent and it's a lot of hard work. I I don't think luck exists. Uh, Luck is always the combination of somebody putting in the effort to get where they are. There you go. Luck is not so, just a single word. It's a book. Exactly. That's that's spot on. Like when you got I, – I wouldn't say – I was just about to actually say the opposite. My bad. But quote, unquote, lucky you finding that gold. You had to get out to the right area. You had to well, probably had do to some learn, research. She had to, she had learn, to know She, she had them. to have the education. She had to know yeah. what she was looking so for. So it's not – She had to know where she was going, and then she found the gold. So you'll find people that say, oh, that's luck. Not many years of education, many years of experience, many years of effort. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm going to put that like on a sticker. Luck is a book. <laughs> I like that. It's a good line. It's true. Luck is the culmination of everything you've learned and done to get yourself to this point. Now, exactly. for you, that's meant um, traveling. You you got back from Greenland. Uh, what was Greenland like, by the way? Greenland was, what was fantastic your and amazing. There? Uh, it was absolutely lovely, you know, and, and talking about like, you know, traveling and stuff like that and um, kind of topic, but off topic, I got massive criticism the other day because somebody told me, oh, you got a vaccination so that you could go to Greenland. And I was like, well, yeah, it was the smart thing to do. I got vaccinated because it's required to travel. And they're like, oh, well, I would never get vaccinated just for some stupid TV show. And I said, well, I that's got vaccinated you and this is anyway. me. And I said, this was my choice, and it means the world to me. And, you know, it, you go through a lot of, you jump through a lot of hoops in order to, to get where you're going. But if I hadn't gotten vaccinated, I couldn't have gone to Iceland, which is beautiful. And I couldn't have gone to Greenland and, you know, froze my little tush off out there. But I, I, don't know why I gained a whole so weird new about vaccinations. So I, I don't know. Like, I don't know why Americans are so weird about vaccinations. Like we're one generation from polio, for God's sake. Like I, I, I know. Maybe, maybe it's just growing up outside oh, well, the country. I'm like, how is science to this political? Person, <laughs> yes. Well, uh, 
when I was talking to this person, they thought I was going to give them something because I was vaccinated. I'm like, what exactly do you think is going to rub off on you? My education or how smart I am? I'm not sure which one, um, but I'm pretty sure the vaccination is not going to like bleed through my skin and like ooze onto you, which was hilarious. It was all I could do not to burst out laughing in tears. Did did they not attend eighth grade biology? Like, seriously? I have no idea. You know, I get that you can't say it because I don't know if it's one of your fans or whoever. We're not going to identify them. But I can say this, and that is the reason why they're probably not succeeding in their career field or whatever, or at least having the best time of their life like you to go into Greenland. because they have stupid boundaries like that. I'm never going to get vaccinated. Uh, Okay, great. You miss out on the opportunities then. Ellie will take them all. Yes. I uh that's it. Like I said, I'm foreign. I really can't get into the debate. I think it's weird. You guys have politicized science. Like, it's it's just not really an Australian thing. So I'm just kind of like, you know, we have a very fuck it, whatever attitude. Um. So well, so I think it's just a different standpoint. Well, sometimes I think that it's sad right now to be from the United States or to even call yourself a United States citizen with all of the crap all of it is going on. Yeah, it, it was. It's definitely weird how how polit, how uh, politicized America became. It's, it's it's definitely weird. I'm not used to it. You guys are usually <laughs> really chill. Like, don't get me wrong. You're all kind of flag waving lunatics. Just in that you're yeah. all like really big fans. You're all really big fans of America. Like nowhere else in the world but America, and North Korea. Are you going to walk over to a flag and put your hand over your heart? But I love you guys. Like you're tenacious. You're interesting. Americans are really go getters. But it's just this one thing. And then the last few years, America's gotten so polarized. I'm like, I I moved here on purpose. Like, I don't have to be here. Mm -hmm. If you could all just just chill. I came here when you guys were kind of cool. Like, just just chill it down a bit. (laughs) Have you not seen Team America? Stereotypes exist for a reason. I I know they do, but this is still a bit much. And I love Team America. (laughs) Guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be chatting with Ellie Ringo from Ellie Knows Rocks, star of Frozen Gold, and, of course, my co-host, Bear Fiora. I'm Summer Helene. We'll be right back after. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're on with my co host, the baddest bear in the cage, even though he lost his last fight. I'll still let him be here. He has to win the next one, though. Bear Fjorda. And our very, very special guest, Ellie Ringo, star of Ellie Knows Rocks and Frozen Gold. Ellie, welcome back. So I, I got to say, I know we were talking during the break. Um, I'm not going to have you say that on camera because, you know, I, I don't want the, the division. But I will ask <laughs> you, um, what kind of reception did you get in Greenland? I got a wonderful reception. 
there were a few people that kind of gave you the eye just because, you know, you are from the States and they're like, oh, why are you here? And then you kind of tell them, hey, I'm I'm filming a TV show here and I'm, you know, doing these different things. And they're instantly curious because you're something new and foreign. And there were some lovely, lovely, sweet and kind people there. I mean, so, so genuine, generous and kind. Um, Milu Didn't was you have wonderful. a guy? Oh, we just big guy. No, go ahead. Didn't you have a didn't you have a guy recognize you in a coffee shop? I had several people recognize me, but yes, I had somebody I was sitting in Newt and I was drinking my I was drinking a beer and having like some kind of weird Greenlandic jalapeno popper thing. And someone came up to me and he tapped me on the shoulder and he said, Hi, he's all where are you from? And he had a very broken accent and I said, I'm from Arizona. And he's all, Is this you? And he showed me his phone. And it was my Ellie Knows Rocks. He's all, oh, my gosh, it's her. And he screamed it. through the, And this wasn't a small cafe. And I sat there going, hi. <laughs> so I took a video with him and, and a picture. And it was adorable. And he was so excited. And he hugged me. And then he left. And I had a three other people that recognized me while I was in Greenland from Ellie Knows Rocks. And they knew who I was. And they were so excited to get my picture. And it was so adorable. It was awesome. And they were kind and friendly and uh, you know, most of them can't speak English at all. They speak Danish and Greenlandic and it's an extremely difficult language, but you get the picture with, you know, some form of sign language and pointing at a phone. So it was, it was so kind. It was awesome. It made me feel great. So What's you got it like, like to be, oops, oh, sorry. Go that's okay. So you see so Greenland is like your, that's your country, right? People are walking around with your face painted on their chest. They're doing whatever. it here too, though. That's She's true. got a great fan base. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> what? What's it like to be that far from home and be recognized? I know you expect it in Arizona. I know you expect it a little bit here, but to be so far from home to have people recognize you. I, it was, I, I have no words. I mean, it was awesome and it was humbling to know that these people hold me in, in a high enough regard that they want to come get their picture with me and to come introduce themselves and say hi. And so I can only imagine how I'm going to feel when I'm like world famous and there's everybody knows who I am because it will happen. And I'm assuming because of who I am, I will still have the same humility. I can't wait because if you don't love your fans and the people that support you, you're nobody. And if you treat your fans like garbage, you are not worth their time and effort and support. So I love my fans and I love people that follow me. You have incredible content. You put stuff out on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram. Um, what's your favorite platform to be on? Uh, my favorite platform is YouTube. I, I love creating longer videos where I can explain to people what I'm doing and where I'm going and why. And, you know, they get to see like little bits of my personality, whether I'm like really frustrated because I can't find what I came to do or whether I lost something or whether I'm trying to roll off a hill or if I can't get to the back of a mine, people get to see like all of that stuff. And I, I love TikTok. It's freaking awesome. And my fans on there are like diehard follower fans, but all of them say, please post more videos on YouTube because we need you for more than three minutes, which is lovely. It's awesome. So it's uh, YouTube is an awesome platform for people. Now, I know you had a glitch with the algorithm. It can't decide whether you're a smart girl or a pretty girl, and it has to separate you because that's the damn algorithm on TikTok. Not that we don't love TikTok. Um, so, so what is it like to, have to, to, to be so smart and have people seek you out for your knowledge, um, but also have people looking at you for looks? I know it sounds odd to say, you know, someone's a whole package, but you really are. You're beautiful. You're intelligent. Uh, do you find that you get a lot of judgment for that? I, oh, I get a ton of judgment for that. And it's, it's even in the comments for people's things. Some people will say, um, it's cool that you're pretty, but could you talk more about rocks? And then some people are say, I'm not here for the rocks. I'm here because you're beautiful. And, and like both <laughs> of the comments is like, oh, that's sweet. But it's like, crap, I can't win for losing. And, and I'm trying <laughs> to give you guys the best I can in my short amount of time. <laughs> Also, what a way to just immediately, I don't want to say dehumanize, but take away from your from your, uh, from your your work, your career. Because in my mind, I'm trying to re relate to that. Someone's coming up to me in my comments like, 
hey, bro, I just think you're super sexy. I don't give a fuck about what you're doing with your legs and feet or you're punching. Like, that's all I'm here for. I'm here to teach you how to defend yourself or compete for a living. Stop looking at my face. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use bad language here on Behind the Scenes, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. We swear because we care. Fuck yeah, and while we're at it, follow us at, at TuneInBTS on all social media. So I'm going to I'm gonna ask oh, you. Shit, I didn't so actually you... know that, but now I do. <laughs> You too. Yeah. yeah. We had to put that together. It's called the Sean Patrick Flannity rule. When we had him on, uh, he, he was on Gotham. We had him on. Um, his character from the Boondock Saints is pretty accurate. He said the F word 72 times in like 20 minutes. Whoa. Um, so so it's called the – but it was natural. It wasn't like he was trying. So it's the Sean Patrick Flannity yeah. rule. We realized we had to do something good with that. He's a great man. Um, he is. He's fabulous. So <laughs> – we are coming to the end of the show. Everyone can follow you on Ellie Knows Rocks on all platforms. If they want to know what's going on in the acting world, they can follow you at Ellie Ringo. Where and when can they see this new Western that you're in? Uh, the new Western well, it premieres tomorrow, and then it's coming out on, um, oh, sorry, geez, I completely spaced it, Amazon video, and we are actually hoping for it to uh, hit Walmart shelves as well. Fantastic. I always love a good Western. Now, I want to know. So that should happen what, in January. Who are you wearing to the premiere? What are, what are you wearing to the premiere? I am wearing a red dress with a black sequin top, and it's got a slit that's like almost up to my hip. <laughs> now, can we jump on Insta, see you getting ready, see you ready for the premiere, see some behind the scenes stuff? Yes, I will have all of the stuff for the premiere and of me getting ready and being there on Instagram at Ellie Ringo. So guys, if you want to see her done up on the red carpet, check out Ellie Ringo. If you want to see her digging in the dirt, go to Ellie Knows Rocks. I love that like your personality is split in two. You even require like two platforms to, to separate because the <laughs> algorithm would kill itself if it had to sort you out. Speaking of killing, like if it was all on one, it would kill it. itself. Oh yeah, I wouldn't I don't think nobody would everybody would be so confused <laughs> I wouldn't have anybody watching me. <laughs> Um, Ellie, we are to the end of the show. We've got about two minutes left. Is there anything you want to say to everyone out there? I just want to remind everybody to always try, be who you are, be true to yourself, love who you are. And women who are out there, young girls who are out there, if you're in STEM or you want to be in STEM, don't let anybody put you down. I had haters in my life that told me that I could never go to college, that I could never be anybody and that I was going to fail. And I showed each and every one of them that that's not true. You just have to put your mind to it and stay strong. Are you kidding? You showed them on international television. That's a hell of a show. <laughs> them. I'm just saying. Um, that's fantastic. I love, I love what you are for, for little girls. I know uh, my daughter watches you. I know uh, a bunch of her friends do. You, you are their obsession. They want to be you. And it's so nice to have a role model that I'm not looking at going, what, is they, what are they doing? <laughs> like, please tell me she's, you know, it, it, it's really nice because you really show beauty and brains work together and you don't fit into that stereotype. I love Kim Kardashian, but even she dumbs herself down on TV. So I love that you don't. I'm um, sorry. I'm just stuck on, I'm literally stuck on someone saying, you're never going to go anywhere, Ellie. And they're like, I'm on TV, fucker. What do you think? <laughs> right, bitch. You said I wouldn't. What? Bye. Peace out. Love it. Um, Ellie, I'd love to have you on again further into the season. I'd love to see where, where Frozen Gold goes. You good to come back on? Anytime, Summer. I love you guys. <laughs> we love having you on. Thank you so, so much for joining us. I'm Summer Helene. I want to say a special thank you to our guest, Ellie Ringo of Ellie Knows Rocks, star of Frozen Gold. And, of course, to my co-host, Bear Fiorda, the baddest bear in the cage. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.